0: Welcome to Too Much Time On Our Hands, The Theatrical Cut. You join us on a themed episode that you, the viewers, or listeners, as you're probably more likely to be called, have decided. <laughs> probably. So on the last episode, we said we were, weren't sure whether we were going to go with Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt sci-fi film, or whether we were going to go with The Joker, the and Phoenix, Todd Phillips-directed film. Uh, you voted in literally some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner by quite some margin was The Joker. I actually voted for Ad Astra. Because oh, I thought no, it you had did. A bit more, but I think I was on my own on that.
1: No, I think another person voted
0: for Oh, it. did they? I oh. didn't see that. So, yeah, so we are talking about a Joker-themed episode, and for that... We're going to be... I've got some Joker facts. I've taken over the facts from Sonia this week because she was bored rigid at the thought of having to do facts on the Joker. <laughs> um, and the theme we've gone for is, rather than just Whacking Phoenix as the old one, we're also going to throw Todd Phillips into the mix as well because obviously he's made quite a few films and it just helps make it a bit bigger for us
1: also, also, the thing that I found quite interesting because it was me that wanted to throw Todd Phillips into the mix as well, the films that he's directed thus far are quite different from what The Joker looks like.
0: Yes. Well, it was a big thing when this was all announced. Everyone was like, Todd Phillips is making a Joker film. What the fuck? Because obviously that was before Joaquin Phoenix had been cast as Mm. well, so no one had any idea. It was when Joaquin Phoenix signed on, Martin Scorsese's a producer, Robert De Niro signed on, and everyone was like, okay, there must actually be something in this. Yeah. And up until that point, everyone was just like, what is it? Is it going to be worse Mm. than Jared Leto? But it would appear not thus far. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to do our time-honoured buy, watch, and bin on Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. But first, as as promised, I have some Joker facts. It better be good. I mean, depends if you're into the Joker or not. So he made his debut in the comics in 1940.
1: Oh, he, how about that? I didn't know they've been going that long.
0: Yeah, so Batman, literally, I think over the weekend celebrated his 80th anniversary. And the Joker, I think he's 77. It took a while. He was nearly killed off as well after his first appearance. (coughs) But someone said, you know what, you probably want to keep him going. He's quite interesting. Uh, This is one purely for you. He had a sidekick at one point early on called Gagsworth a Gagsworthy or Gaggy for short. Amazing. He he was a midget acrobat.
1: Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs)
0: Gagsworth a eh? Gagsworthy.
1: Um,
0: I don't have a pictorial reference for this unfortunately but just imagine the joker with a little midget dressed as a clown.
1: I I mean it's something I'd think about quite a lot if I'm Maybe honest. Maybe Peter
0: Dinklage will rock up in the joker as gag as gaggy. Uh and then so the, the one that I find most interesting so his look was based on a horror film from the 1920s called The Man Who Laughs it was Conrad Veidt playing Called Gwen Plain who had surgery to give him a permanent smile, and that's where they got the Joker's permanent smile. his big. If you look at it, I don't know how they did it because it's 1928, and he has got literally like a full ear-to-ear smile. But it's that they must have just put like wires in his mouth or something mm. like that. But have a Google of that. I'll probably pop a picture up, um, and then mind
1: you, I would just like to point out that last episode we recorded, we were going to post a picture of you dressed as Jafar. Oh yeah, I and quite a number that. of pictures of me dressed as clowns. We did neither.
0: Now, we've got quite lax on the old social media, haven't we? Yeah. We were meant to put a post up to say we were going to be a week late for this post, but I don't think we've done that either.
1: I think it's because we've got lives now.
0: I mean, that's that's a strong word to throw okay. around.
1: We're not going to be that late anyway.
0: No, we're not. Only about a week. Uh, and then, so there's been a few people that have played the Joker. Some would instantly stand out for people, some wouldn't. So obviously Cesar Romero was the first in the, the Adam West Batman with his mustache painted over white because he refused to shave it off. Brilliant. Uh, Jack Nicholson, obviously, in the 1980s, probably the most famous. The one that Is be-
1: he? I'd say so. No, yeah, I thought your your mate would be.
0: I, I think most people, if they think Joker, probably think possibly at the same time. But I would say Nicholson over Ledger. Uh, Mark Hamill, obviously, in the cartoons, which is like probably my biggest exposure to Batman. I love Batman, but at the start, Mark Hamill in the animated. And then a fact around that, so Tim Curry was originally going to be the voice of the Joker. This obviously ties into our clown theme. He recorded three and a half episodes and they, I guess they didn't sack him, but they replaced him because he was scaring the adults listening to it, so they thought he'd scare the shit out of the kids.
1: I like that fact a lot. Yeah,
0: so I would very much like to hear those episodes yeah. with, Tim, with Tim Curry over there. Dan, the if you
1: could source those, we'd appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're easy to pick up. Uh, and then obviously Heath Ledger... Jared Leto will scan over that Zach Galifianakis Icos obviously played him in the Lego Batman movie as well
1: I didn't know that <laughs> yep
0: yeah, not again huge and then obviously now we're at Joaquin Phoenix um, so yeah so there's been a few people that have played him obviously iconically Heath Ledger won an Oscar the first person to win an Oscar for a comic book film there is talk that Joaquin Phoenix may copy that with the Joker he won the Venice Film Award for Best Actor it won the I don't know the fancy name the Palm the or whatever Palme d'or. the Palm Door Palm A, at the Grand Prix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So all is looking rosy for the Joker because Jared Leto is not in the suicide squad so that's good news. It looks like his Joker is just going to be brushed aside now although they have said Joaquin Phoenix is not coming back he's not tied to the DC universe as is he's not going to face off against Robert Pattinson's Batman in any film what he didn't know Robert Pattinson's The New Batman? <laughs> what? <laughs> Breaking news for Sonia. That
1: fucking sparkly
0: yeah. twat. Edward from the Twilight film oh, is The New Batman.
1: Oh my God.
0: Apparently the final two was Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt.
1: I've got no beef with Nicholas Holt. In fact, I've got quite the soft spot for him. But I'm genuinely <laughs> in shock about that. I mean, hasn't he got the body of like a 12-year-old boy? Apparently body?
0: he has bulked up. But apparently he hasn't bulked up too much because the emphasis on this Batman isn't strength, it's that he's clever and that he's oh, a detective. Oh, off. Because as Dan has mentioned many times on the other pods, when we did the Dark Knight special, we haven't really seen the Batman as a detective and as a clever person. He's generally been brawn over like brains. Right, right.
1: What I did not want to happen was for this to turn into a
0: Batman episode. <laughs> You're the one who's got off on the Robert Pattinson tangent. I was just pars- making a passing comment about how the new Batman's a vampire.
1: I am furious, though, even though it probably affects me very little. <laughs> but, oh, God. Never mind. Never mind. Worst, worst things happen to sea, don't they?
0: Yeah, um the Batman. Uh, and that, that bringeth to the end my notes and facts on the Joker. I hope you enjoyed them.
1: I actually did. Um, so before we start, I should point out that, and I've told Terry, I've got, I'm on the arse end of a... A bit of man flu, and I've got a bit of an itchy dry cough, which is made worse when (laughs) I I... (laughs) an itchy dry cough, which is made worse when I speak. So Terry might be speaking more than me today, but we'll see how it goes. I did take a quite the big glug of cough medicine before you got here, (coughs) but there it goes. And we're off. Mm.
0: All right, so we'll crack straight onto the main body of the episode. So we're going to do buy, watch, bin. Are we going to do buy first again? Stick yeah, with
1: it? I think I think we're always going to do it in that order. Okay, because we decided last time.
0: I'm probably going to forget that every time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so buy. Shall I go first this time, Stan? Sure. Give, you, give your voice a bit of a rest.
1: Thanks.
0: So my buy to anyone who knows me will not be surprised. It's walk the line. Which is obviously a Wacky and Phoenix film. Todd Phillips, as far as I'm aware, had nothing to do with it. Um, and that is Wacky and Phoenix playing Johnny Cash, who is one of my favourite singer songwriters ever. Um, I mean, I don't think there's really too much to so say about it. It's Johnny Cash, before he was famous, as he starts to become famous. Anyone who knows the story of Johnny Cash at the beginning of his career, he was quite the tear away, did lots of. I mean, I don't know what they did back then. It wouldn't have been the sort of things we do now, would it? Uppers, poppers, I don't know.
1: I I don't quite know where you're going with this.
0: You did a lot of drugs. Okay. But you're making
1: out as if we do as well. Oh, no.
0: I've never touched a drug in my life. Well, that's probably... I mean,
1: that cough medicine. I'm going to be off my tits all (laughs) night now.
0: Me peeling you off the walls later. Yeah. (laughs) I just stick to cowpaw.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... I'll just
1: go upstairs and sniff Vince's shit (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, by the sound of it, it cleared you right out.
1: It didn't. It bunged me right up. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm back at my old house, cat sitting. And obviously, because someone... I've been on my own for like the last five days. It's been quite wonderful. Um, No one's crossed that threshold. But because Terry's come round, Vince the cat has done the smelliest shit in existence. Terry can't smell it yet. Give it time. <laughs> it's beefy. Well,
0: I didn't realise I was the first person to say, are you sure it's not just your own odour? And as you went to Did open the door for me, me you just like, oh my that. God, I'd better blame this on the cat.
1: You said I smell like corned beef.
0: <laughs> It'd be quite ironic, wouldn't oh, it, I really? <laughs> Considering I eat all the corned beef.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what were we talking about? Back to Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah,
0: Johnny Cash. So yeah, Joaquin Phoenix plays Johnny Cash. Reese Witherspoon plays June... What's her name? Carter, that's it. Yeah, it was Carter Cash, isn't it? Sorry. Um, And it's about Johnny Cash finding himself as the man in black, finding and falling in love with June and like wooing her because she's from a good Christian family, as all people in Southern America are. And yeah, I just think it's a really well-acted film, even if you take away the fact that I love Johnny Cash. What I really like from both actors they actually do their own singing yes they didn't attempt to like mime because i remember just before that uh what's his name jamie fox had won an oscar for ray where he mimed all of the songs because they wanted authenticity and i think it's much better for them to have a crack at it because you sort of get it's like taron edgerton in um what's it rocket man you can know it's not elton john but you get involved and i think it brings you into the film more if you can tell that they're actually singing it rather mm. than miming along um, Joaquin Phoenix was Oscar nominated for Best Actor. He one of his many failures. Well, if I say failure. A bit harsh. Well, he didn't who, win. Did who he? won that year? I want to say Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote. Okay, but I don't know if that's right. Uh, Reese Witherspoon did win Best Actress for June Carter.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, that was her Oscar win. Uh, she was very good in it, but I don't recall there being a strong contender against her. But it was a, quite a strong year, I think, against Joaquin on Best Actor. Um, but yeah, you've got some all the sort of big early hits of his in there. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I think the film's about two and a half hours long, but I would have happily watched it for another two and a half hours because it does stop fairly early on. In okay? It's literally once he gets over the drug addiction and starts becoming like a normal, settled-down husband-to-June and there's obviously a lot more of that to come, but yeah. So yeah, Walk the Line is 100% my buy. I already owned it. I've got it on Blu-ray. I saw it at the cinema. I think it's a lovely film. And I love Johnny Cash, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I like Easy it. Easy pick
0: for me. It's solid. I'm just going to look up who did win the Oscar as well. What? I mean, you didn't have to wait. I was... Yeah,
1: but then you're going to interrupt what I'm going to be talking about to say who won the Oscar.
0: What was it? 2005, I did get that one. Right. Sorry, Dan. No, I don't know. It was Jamie Foxx for Ray.
1: Okay, can we move on now? Yeah. Okay. Right, so my buy, and I, I wrestled with this, Terry, because I had two bodies of work and... And I really couldn't decide. This really, I can't tell you how hard this episode has been for me to do. Buy, watch, bin. Um, I thought I'd been in the bag, and then another one turned up and, and messed that up. But the the buy and the watch has been really hard, and the buy, I've gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth over this because one film I spoke about on the pod last year. And I thought that's got to be my buy. It's got to be. But I'm going rightly or wrongly with The Hangover as my <laughs> buy. The um, first one. I will, I will discuss. So, the The Hangover is directed by Todd Phillips. It's got nothing to do with Joaquin Phoenix. Although, let's just get this out there. Joaquin Phoenix with a beard looks just like Alan from the hangover yeah. yes he does because i watched the hangover followed by mary magdalene and that was alan playing jesus <laughs> um i the reason i've gone for the hangover is is because of the sheer joy that it brings me um i remember going to see it at the cinema and i very rarely go and watch comedy films at the cinema um and I've watched it many, many times. Every time I watch it, it it never disappoints. How it, old is it now? Um, it's from two thousand and nine. It's ten years old. Happy, uh, happy decade to The Hangover. Um, and I think that it's So many films have tried to um, copy it or or better it, and and they haven't. I just think The Hangover sort of created something and no one else has done it better so if 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 you have not seen The Hangover and I, I don't understand how anyone hasn't seen The Hangover it follows um four friends Phil, Doug, Stu and Alan who is a um a creation of just comedy gold really um the four of them go to Vegas on a stag weekend because Doug is getting married um and they go to Vegas, and all kinds of crazy shit happens. Um, they end up losing Doug, so they've got to get back to the wedding. They've got to find Doug, and they've got to get back to the wedding. And that's the story. It's, and you kind of They begin to piece together all the crazy shit that's gone on the night before, because they can't remember what's happened, and they've got to try and find Doug to get him back for his wedding. Um, I'm going to be quite greedy, and and talk about the Hangover Trilogy as a whole, because I'm going to put, I'm
0: going to say, I'm
1: going to put the Hangover Trilogy in the buy, because you could probably go to CEX and get like a Trilogy for a quid. And actually until last week, the, the box set was available on Netflix. It actually came off um, about a week ago. Um, if I was to buy, watch Bin the Hangover trilogy, it'd be buy number one, watch number three and Bin number two. Okay. That's the order in which I like them. If I absolutely had to pick one, it would obviously be number one. But I would say, as a set of films, all directed by Todd Phillips, the Hangover, number one, but the Hangover trilogy as a whole will not let you down. All got, they've all all passed the six laugh test, but number one and number three especially. Um. Yeah, I just, I just love them. All four, all four guys are in the same. All four guys are in the film films. So you're following the same four guys all the way through. Doug gets a rough time, quite a lot. Um, and Alan, I've written. Did you see how I wrote his name down? You said it without. I mm. had to write Zach Galifianakis in segments so that I could pronounce it. And I even went on to Google pronounce to work <laughs> it out because I was just like, "What?" But yeah, the whole. Obviously, I've been watching. Todd Phillips films, and, and he's in a few, and I've been watching Joaquin Phoenix films, and the, the similarity between Zach Galifianakis with a beard and Joaquin with a beard is uncanny.
0: And as you already said, both now have played the Joker.
1: Yes. But another little connection yeah. back to the theme. because I didn't know about Zach. Mm. Um, so, yes. Terry seems surprised by my buy option, but that's oh, my buy.
0: No, that's right. I haven't watched The Hangover for a very long time. Oh. It is in my collection. Because I remember when it came out originally, it was in a red case, which is obviously always an extra little mark to buy. But What,
1: as in red plastic? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't it know that. When,
0: yeah, I think it, <clears throat> many, many moons ago. I can't really remember the second one.
1: The second one was, is when they go to Thailand. It's the one where Stu gets tattooed on his face.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can't remember the third one much either.
1: So the third one I hadn't actually seen. This is the one where um, they stage an intervention and say to Alan that he needs help because um, Alan's dad dies and Alan's just being awful to his mum. And so they all come together and be like, Alan, you, you, you're unreasonable all the time. And they, the other three agree to drive him to this facility to get him help. Um
0: with hilarious consequences. With
1: hilarious consequences, yeah. Uh, Mr Chow is in it again. Um, it's just lovely. And I, I preferred that to the second one. I got a lot of laughs out of number three.
0: I don't think I've seen three either then.
1: It's, it's just come off Netflix. That's a shame, isn't it? Motherfuckers. I know. It's worth a watch.
0: That's happened to us quite a lot where we have a theme and then a film that I know is on Netflix is no longer on Netflix when I go to watch it. But to
1: be fair, you could probably pick up The Hangover 3 and CEX for about 10p.
0: Oh, yeah, easy peasy.
1: (coughs) But, yeah, but that would be my buy. I would say definitely have the box set. Yeah. Mm.
0: Your turn now. Yeah, so my watch is one that, ironically, I bought for the purposes of this podcast, (laughs)
1: Has tickled me, that yeah.
0: has. <laughs> Can't make it up, can you? Um, so this is a fairly oh. recent film. So this came out last year. It's one I wanted to see at the cinema, but it was at Hemel Cinema for roughly three minutes. But bearing in mind it's a two-hour film, it's quite a feat. Uh, and that is The Sisters Brothers.
1: And I bet someone was talking the whole time. Oh, have I got a story for you? Anyway, carry on. No, come on, before I no, get no, no, going. No, no. Before I get going, tell me the story. Oh, so we went to see Ad Astra the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't come.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, it ended up just being me, Dan, and Rich sat down the screen was maybe like half full it was finding quite a small screen just as the about 10 minutes before the film starts a large number of young people came into the screen Ooh. like yeah kids um some of them had printed their tickets out on a4 pieces of paper there was enough of them to entirely fill the row in front of us and half fill the row in front of that was it a
0: school trip or something?
1: Well, I said that because of the printed tickets. But there were no adults, right? Not one of them could, could eat quietly. Um, not one of them had bought any food that was not in a rustly <laughs> packet. Not one of them um, um, decided to shut up during the film or stop using their phone. I think each one of them at some point got up and left the screen and came back. One guy kept getting up and going out. The manager and security kept coming into the screen. Um, people kept getting up to go out and complain. It was just awful. Did they get kicked out? No, they didn't. Because every time someone came in, they were perfectly behaved. Although I did think Dan was going to punch one of them in the back of the head at one point.
0: I noticed actually at Hemel, like, sec- there's actually like, security people now. And they- what was it I saw? Was it when I saw It Chapter 2 maybe? Someone was doing something over there and security actually came in and chatted he would obviously seen him on the screens that they have out front mm. and actually came in and chatted to him. And then stood there for a bit and then left.
1: Okay, so that's interesting. So maybe they could see that they kept getting up and walking out. Yeah. Because yeah, there was one it... guy that kept... There was this one kid, and every time he went out, he, were like, he was flouncing about it. And so, you know, like waving his arms yeah. about and stuff, so they definitely would have seen that. But um, at the end of the film, I said the most mum thing possibly. I turned to Rich and I went... If their parents could see the way they were behaving, <laughs> they would be so disappointed. And I was just like, oh my God, what, what has just come out of my mouth? How old am I? But yeah. Um,
0: I hate when like three or four kids come in it together. It ruins but the ambiance. It doesn't, it doesn't even
1: have to be kids. Just people being dicks in the cinema. No. It just seems to be the norm now that people talk and use their phones during films.
0: Ridiculous. My friend, this is slightly <coughs> off topic, we just showing how much cunty people are. My friend went to Auschwitz. She went to Poland for a lovely romantic week or end the way. this is taking a yeah. turn. Went to Auschwitz, and obviously, if you don't know Auschwitz, it's a fucking concentration camp. It's not a nice place to be. And they were told, on part of the tour, be quiet, be respectful, and please don't use your phones. Like There'll be certain places where you're not allowed to take any pictures. There's places where you can take pictures. We'll let you know. People walking around on their phones, people taking pictures of, like, meters of human hair that's been left behind people posing and taking selfies on the train tracks and she said that it was just like it was like they're on a film set or something but no this is where like millions of people were butchered and gassed and shot but yeah the, yeah people are cunts basically well and on that note <laughs>
1: that's a bit of beeping out there for you dan
0: i uh, just put an e on it it's all right uh so anyway back to the sisters brothers
1: Oh, and he on the. I was thinking, what make it coont? <laughs> <laughs> How's he gonna do that? Like Dan, 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 Dan. over everything. <laughs> you swear, Dan goes coot. <laughs> what a coot! <laughs> oh my god, it's making me wheeze. <laughs> uh
0: oh sorry we're such coots dad <laughs> um yeah so the sisters brothers which is another film starring joaquin phoenix what are you looking at
1: oh, i thought i had vince
0: oh. joaquin yeah joaquin phoenix um so this is a western starring john c Riley, and they are the sisters brothers eli and charlie joaquin being Charlie. It's sort of set up early on. They're sort of bounty hunters, but they're not. They're basically work for this guy played by Rutger Gahua who never speaks. I don't know if he had a role that was cut out or anything like that. But they're sort of like his go-to men or at least whacking Phoenix because Charlie is. Eli just sort of comes along to keep his brother out of mischief. He's the older brother. And it sets up quite early on that Charlie very much enjoys killing people. He's quite happy doing whatever he has to do to get by, like that's his job. Whereas Eli is a bit more like, what are we going to do after this? Like, What's our plan? Like, once we get enough money, we could open a shop, we can do this, we can have like a normal life. And Eli and um, Charlie's just like, What do you mean? This is our life, this is what we do. I'm really good at it. Uh, they're sent on a job, which is, I us say, where they come back like Bantams. They're sent after this guy, played by um, Riz Ahmed Herman Warm, and he is a prospector, but he has developed a chemical that makes gold expose itself. So rather than having to bend over, break your back, trying to shovel for gold, you can just pour this chemical into the water. The gold will illuminate, and you can get it out. So obviously their boss wants this so that he can steal all the gold. Jake Gyllenhaal is also in it. It's quite the All Star cast. He plays John Morris. He's part of the sister. He's not a sister's brother, but he's on their side. He's gone ahead, made friends with the guy so that it's easier to catch. But he basically falls in with him and realizes like, oh, why am I doing what I'm doing like, you're just a guy with a thing to get gold. My boss wants you dead because of it. Like, that doesn't seem fair. So he ends up, like, running off with him. And the sisters' brothers are chasing after the pair of them by the end of it. There's lots of scrapes and stuff along the way. Say, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, John C. Riley are really good at killing people and being an effective like Cowboy Partnership. <clears throat> Even though Charlie does like to get pissed off his nut and not be able to... There's, I think, two instances where he falls off his horse because he's riding hungover. And John C. Riley has to look after him. There's also a, a queasy bit for some people I know. John C. Riley while he's asleep, a spider crawls across his face and he sucks it in, and then when he wakes up his face is all swollen up where the spiders obviously bit him on the way down. Ugh. And he gets all fevery and horrible. Um don't want to go too much further down the line with the film because a few bits and pieces happen with it, but I like a Western I really enjoy the sort of ambiance and style of westerns. This is a very sort of proper old school, sort of true grit in the sort of modern sense style western. And say, so Whacking Phoenix is really, really good in it. There's a really good chemistry between him and John C. Riley as like these brothers. And say, so you've got the one who just enjoys being like an outlaw type, and one who, he like he's his most treasured possession is this scarf that a teacher gave him, and he's like wants to settle down with this teacher. Um, but yeah, really, really good film. It was, it was a toss up. For, it could have potentially been a buy because I did really enjoy it, but nothing was going to beat Walk the Line for me. I do. Um, I've
1: got the book actually.
0: Yeah, so um, John C. Riley actually bought the rights to the book himself, and just he bought it pretty much straight after the book came out, and he's been waiting to sort of get it made. Because <laughs> he wanted to be in it. Obviously, John C. Riley, not really known for serious films these days. He's sort of seen as right. a comedy actor, but I think
1: he's, I think he's really good. I oh, he's an John amazing C. actor. But if you think like John if you go Reilly, back like yeah. ten,
0: fifteen years ago, he was like this serious. He was always like the big supporting actor. He was in Gangs of New York. He was in like Magnolia. He's in a lot of the Paul Thomas Anderson films. He was in Chicago. He was in Chicago, and then he became friends with Will Ferrell. <laughs> and the yep. rest, as they say, is history. But yeah, the sisters, brothers. I would say if you want to purchase, because I think it—I think I only paid about seven pounds for it, like brand new. So apparently, that's big money by the looks on Sonya's eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, right. So my watch, and this was this was where I struggled because I talked about this film on our end of year pod. Um, no, I what my is. watch is "You Were Never Really Here." Um, from well from last year for the UK, but it came out properly in 2017. Um, directed by a lady.
0: It was, yes.
1: Lynn Ramsey, who... I didn't realise that the last film she did before that was We Need to Talk About Kevin, yeah. which was... Yes, yeah, she years likes before. an
0: upbeat film, doesn't she?
1: Yeah. <coughs> um, this stars Joaquin as a guy called Joe, um, and he's massive in it. Just uh, He well. He's a Gulf War veteran. Yeah. And I was just about to say, he looks like an out-of-shape... Someone who's trained and has got out-of-shape, but I guess he looks like an out-of-shape soldier. Yeah. So he's been big, he's gone a bit soft, but he's still big. So one of the first things that struck me when I first saw the film was how big he was, because I'd never really seen Joaquin Phoenix look that size, you know? Yeah,
0: he's always been fairly sort of normal-looking, is not he?
1: Um yeah he plays so he he's hired to track down missing girls and he you know he's he's been in the war he's an ex soldier he's used to violence and the, you don't actually see much violence in the film you kind of see like the aftermath of the violence and apparently this was to do with the budget and if she could create it so that it looked okay the director wanted it wanted to just sort of show the aftermath. So there wasn't a load of like effects and yeah. extra stuff involved with filming these violent scenes and these very bloody scenes. It's just like, let's just show someone laying in a corridor where he's just whacked them, you know, yeah. rather than show him whacking them. So you whacking them. <laughs> um oh, I made a joke. Um So there's lots of like noises and, you you hear him hitting people a lot. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and he is obviously very traumatised about his past. And there's a lot of um, scenes where, you know, you're not quite sure if, um, if he's really, if something's really happening or if he's like, if it's a yeah. flashback or he's hallucinating or whatever. But he's got this very violent job. But at the same time, he live, lives and looks after his mother, who's very old and frail. So you see him go from being very violent to being very gentle, and having this quite nice relationship with his mother. There's one scene where they're sat at the table polishing the silver, mm. you know, and having a nice chat. Then the next thing, you know, he's whacking guys, whacking guys <laughs> with a hammer. Um, so, so there's that. But you know, the the story follows this particular job that he's got, where he's got to look for a senator. I believe it's a senator's daughter. Um. And then, you know, he, he finds out some further information, which I won't give away because it would spoil the film. Um, and, you know, really his job then takes a different turn. And you have to kind of... You know, I don't really want to talk about what happens after, you know, he takes on this job because it just gives away the film then. But um, it's, it's a weird film because it's, it's violent but it's gentle at the same time. It's just very hard to describe. Um the reason I chose this as my watch it probably seems like this these two completely different films, they are completely different films I've picked, is basically the like the rewatch factor.
0: Alright, yeah. You know,
1: I've watched uh, yeah, the Hangover's an older film anyway, but I'm more likely to rewatch the Hangover. I have watched Um uh, You Were Never Really Here probably about four times now. Um but it's not something that you automatically think of you say, like, oh yeah, brilliant, let's stick mm-hmm. on you and never really here. Whereas if you flick over the telly and the, the hangover was on, you might sit and watch it with like your mum, you know, but <laughs> maybe not so much this one. Um but I do really, really think it's a fantastic film. And it came out the same year as another film he did, um in which he plays another very different character, which I'll touch on a bit later. But um the The appearance difference in the two Mm. characters is really what struck me, Mm. Um, because I didn't realise the two films had been made so close together. We did a bit of a Christian Bale with either. If you see him, not quite as extreme, but
0: see him in the Joker, he's very, very skinny in the Joker. Mm.
1: But um, yeah, there's, there's something about him in this film. Like I say, violent but gentle. It's it's really hard to describe, but very. Much
0: worth a look. Yeah, no, I've seen it and I really, really like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I loved it. a like, lot. Like I say, it made, my, um, it made my list of films of last year, so i got, I got a lot of time for it.
0: Yeah.
1: There we go. It's worth a watch. Terry, are we on to Bin?
0: We are on to Bin. <clears throat> this was probably the one I had the most trouble with because there was a film that I'd like to put in Bin, but I didn't want to have to re-watch it. So I can't really talk about it. So that is the film Ladder 49.
1: Oh, see, I've never seen that. Remind, is that about... It's is it about 9-11, 9/11 okay.
0: yeah. So it came out first. It's him and John Travolta. <coughs> um, have you seen John Travolta lately? He's, like, gone bald, but, oh, like, really? shaved head. Considering, that like not so long ago he was he's having done a plugs Britney? done. But no, he's got a beard and he's bald
1: now. It just, I was just following the trend. Yeah, he, he
0: looks very Everyone's old. Everyone's
1: beard... Beards and uh, but you see belly. his
0: most recent film, um, which randomly directed by Fred Durst. Yes, Fred Durst of Link Biscuit. Link Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. And it made something like $10,000 in its opening weekend. One of the worst openings of a film ever.
1: What's it called?
0: Uh, the Fanatic. Apparently it's based on something that happened to Fred Durst. So he, John Travolta, plays some guy who's obsessed with this person. It's not where
1: he tries to dropkick that guy, is it? I don't know. Oh, lol. Look it up on YouTube. Anyway.
0: Um so yeah, so I nearly went for Ladder Forty Nine because I remember being my friend Tom, who's a massive fireman enthusiast, he was Oh this is a great film, watch it and I watched it and I was bored fucking rigid. Um oh, no know Ladder Forty Nine is not the nine eleven film. That's World Trade Centre with Nicolas Cage. That's also shit. But <laughs> not for tonight. Um Ladder Forty Nine, yeah, it's just
1: so what's ladder forty nine?
0: Ladder forty nine is fireman, It's just sort of general fireman. Just thing. As a general
1: foe, like backdraft.
0: Oh, d- let's not bring backdraft into the shitness. Backdraft is a classic film. Mm.
1: Um, what I mean is that's general fireman. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, from what I can remember, I think they might be brothers or something. But as I say I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't. John Travolta really
1: and be... Joaquin are supposed to be brothers. They. Might We're not supposed be... to believe that.
0: I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so that was in contention, but one that I watched as part of it. it's one. it's a film that I'd always seen, and I remember the cover from back in my HMV days, and I always thought, probably watched that one day, and I'd never watched it. It was on Amazon Prime, so I watched it, so it's Buffalo Soldiers.
1: This is your bin, is it?
0: This is my bin, yeah. So, it's Buffalo Soldiers, it's from 2001, it's got Joaquin in it, so my theme is they're all Wackin' Phoenix films. I didn't really <clears throat> think, most of the Todd Phillips films are like comedy films, and I was sort of... While I've been preparing for this episode, I wasn't really in a comedy mood, so I didn't watch any comedy films. I've been a very miserable man. Um,
1: well, maybe you you could have done with watching Due Date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did nearly watch Due Date actually, because that's on Amazon Prime. I thought, or oh, maybe I will just watch one Todd Phillips film, but
1: if you're not on Netflix anymore, yeah, okay, it's on Netflix.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's on Prime as well. Okay, uh, it's just I've got a six month trial with Prime at the moment, so I'm trying to make the most of it. Oh, okay. I watched an episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, your um, first one? Yeah, yeah, I've oh. watched it before. It, it didn't grab me, but I think that's just because so many people have talked it up. So I was expecting to just laugh from about start Brooklyn to finish. You? I couldn't get into Brooklyn. We might 99. have to break up. Um, and have obviously to go on
1: another break.
0: The, obviously, the office is on there, so I want to get through that as well. And the boys and everything else. It,
1: we're going off topic.
0: We're, we're going massively off topic. Yeah, so Buffalo Soldiers. So this is set just before the fall of the Berlin Wall. It's set in Germany, in Phoenix. Is a He's a sort of like red character from Shawshank Redemption. He's in the army and he's the sort of guy, if you want something, he can get it for you. Uh, he actually makes drugs, like hardcore drugs for people, which seems a little bit odd. Um, so he plays Ray Elwood. As far as I'm aware, no relation to the Blues Brothers. Um, and so, yeah, so he's like this guy, He's he drives a really nice Mercedes. He does a bit of this, a bit of that ed harris is like the boss of the state where he's stationed and he's a bit of a sap and he's got him wrapped round his little finger and he just sort of he'll sort of say oh, i'm gonna do this he's at one point i think he steals a tank mm. and flogs it off so he's very much getting away with what he wants to until one day sergeant lee turns up and it's never outright said but i think he's been sent to basically get him in line and find out why all this stuff's going missing because there's Every week, gallons and gallons of floor washer go going missing because he's selling it on the black market in Germany. Um, and obviously, they don't get on. From the outset, he makes it very clear to Jay that... Sorry, to Ray. I'm coming for you. I fucking hate you. He decides, what's the best thing I could do for this situation? I'm going to try and bang his daughter because that'll get me into his good books. So he sets upon, at first, just to wind him up, but obviously, falls for her. She's played by Anna Packerin. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of it's just sort of very meandering and very sort of meh. It just didn't grab me at all. So things escalate and get worse until the end, where basically the entire base is on fire. The sergeant's trying to kill him for shagging his daughter. The daughter ends up at the same place. Uh, very small cameo by Idris Elba, obviously much before he was famous, but he plays a <coughs> a soldier in it as well. But yeah, it just. So for one of those films that I'd always been ticking over, as was like, oh, I'll probably watch that one day. When I finally watched it, the best thing I can say about it was, it was 90 minutes long. But towards the end, literally as it's all coming to a head, like the wall actually starts coming down. But it was just, I don't know, it just felt like a lot of other films I'd seen, but poorer versions of them. And so Joaquin's trying to play it with a sort of glint in his eye and a bit of... Being a bit cocky and I don't think he plays that particularly I think he's quite good at playing very dramatic, very serious people like you were never really here, like Johnny Cash, like the Sisters Brothers, like Gladiator. He's good at playing serious Dow and the sort of twinkle in the eye didn't really work for me. But yeah, that, that would be my bin all out of forty nine. But so I didn't want to rewatch that to be able to talk about it in depth. Interesting.
1: Now, my bin, again, was very difficult. I'll, I'll go show in. My bin, up until I saw my chosen bin, was going to be Due Date. Because after watching the Hangover films, I found Due Date to be hugely disappointing. And it only got one laugh out of me. Um, it's got Zach Galifianakis in it again. Essentially just playing Alan. Now... I'm not going to go into Judate too much because it's not my bin, but I think, for a start, I think Judate, coming from the same director, would have been better if he'd just played Alan.
0: Yeah.
1: If this was a film that had Alan in it. Yeah, just had Alan in it. Um, But there's a scene where his character accidentally shoots Robert Downey Jr. characters in the leg, and when he realises what he's done, he vomits on it. And. (laughs)
0: Did that tickle you? that That
1: did tickle me and it <laughs> made me laugh out loud but that was the only laugh the film got so that was nearly my bin until, and I was of the opinion at that point that there were no bad Joaquin Phoenix films because I hadn't seen one yet and then I watched a film called It's All About Love. Is um, that on
0: Amazon Prime? Yes. Yeah, I think that was one of the ones I was scooting through.
1: Well, It's All About Love is from 2003 and it's set in the near future. In fact, it's set in 2021. Um, It's got Claire Danes in it as well. Um, Joaquin plays a character called John, um, who's married to Claire Danes, but they've been separated for some time and he's flying to see her to get her to sign divorce papers. When he gets... And, she, and she's a figure skater, obviously. When he gets there, it's apparent that something is not quite right. Um... But for the life of me, I couldn't work out what it was. Um, There's obviously something going on. Everyone's talking very strange. Everyone seems to have these bizarre accents and everything is spoken in a very ordered way. Almost robotic. Um, I, I couldn't work out what was going on, okay? But at one point, there were four Claire Danes. There was... Claire Danes that John is married to, and then there were three other Claire Danes, clones or people that look like her, I don't know. And I didn't know why. And I couldn't, I just couldn't follow it. And I think, essentially, the, the world was falling apart. So places that were normally hot were now freezing, and places that were normally cold were now, like, boiling hot. So people were dying because their environments were all fucked, which is kind of what's happening now. But, um... I think they were trying to find a place to be together. They realised as as they're about to sign their divorce papers that actually they they love each other and they want to stay together. And I think they're trying to find a safe place and they're constantly running away. But I didn't really know what they were running away from and I thought it was poorly filmed and poorly written and poorly acted and I didn't know what was going on. And it turns out Joaquin Phoenix has made a bad film and that is it. (laughs) So much so that... I was thinking I was too harsh on due date and actually it's not that bad because I was ready. Well, that's to... not
0: a in Phoenix film. Though, no, so.
1: but for our buy watch bin I was ready to throw due date firmly in the bin but now I'm thinking I've just saved. we are going to save it. If you had to um, watch
0: one of the two you'd watch due date again.
1: Oh, God, yeah. The other one, I wouldn't even think about it. So there you go. It's available on Amazon Prime if you did want to watch it but I would suggest that you didn't waste your time. I don't know how long it is.
0: But too long
1: i don't think it was that long it's less than two hours easily but i found it personally i found it a very difficult watch didn't know what the fuck was going on but as an aside i didn't mind the film buffalo soldiers <laughs> <laughs> um i liked his uh jaunty little character i thought it was quite a romp in fact i've got a little uh notable mentions bit here and i've put buffalo soldiers in it because I enjoyed it.
0: What else have you got? Any notable mentions? Mary
1: Magdalene, where he plays Jesus. I've I mean, not seen that. I did want to see. Is that. there no end to his talents? That he's actually Jesus, and that's when I watched. I watched that back to back with Hangover. So Alan and Jesus are just interchangeable for me. Um, Gladiator, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, neither of us spoke about Gladiator, but I don't think we need to speak about no, Gladiator. No, that's one of those, it's so obvious.
0: You don't like, need to Gladiator speak about is it.
1: one of those films that I believe everyone should have at least watched, and I'd be very surprised if a lot of people don't already have it in their collections. He plays one of just the ultimate bad guy roles, I think, when, mm, in that film.
0: Absolute bastard.
1: He's an arsehole. Um, and he plays it so, so well. Um, but the film that I was I alluded to earlier, um, he won't get far on foot, which is he made it in the same I believe in the same year or very close closely to. You were never really here. He plays um, a a comic book artist whose name escapes me. I'm very sorry. Um, who is paralysed from the chest down, so he's confined to a wheelchair. So he play he's he's quite thin because he's got muscle wasted. Um, but it was made very closely to, you will never really be here. So he's gone from these two very different physiques, um, two very different roles. He plays, um, an alcoholic in, he won't get far on foot, a recovering alcoholic. Um, and after his accident, he's trying to basically trying to get his hands to work so that he can continue to draw his comics. Um, that's very much worth a look as well, in my opinion. And I think that's on Amazon Prime.
0: I think it was, yeah, because that was another one that I was looking through.
1: I think you'd enjoy it. Hmm. It's got an interesting cast. It's Gus Van Sant.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I, d- I, d- I don't know too much about his films, but there were lots of um, people in it. Um, who's, um, who plays Mary Magdalene? Is it?
0: Uh, Rooney Mara. Yeah. Who's his girlfriend?
1: or was then is she still mm. okay and they were dating a mary magdalene they were also dating he won't get far off her and she plays not a nurse in that film but we meet her character where she's come to the hospital to visit people that have obviously suffered serious injuries yeah um and she just comes in and chats to him and then leaves him but then they they reconnect later on and they end up having a relationship in the film so she's in it um but in when he goes to his alcoholics his aa meeting you've got jonah hill who leads the group who is really good in it and almost unrecognizable with this long hair um i thought he looked really different um but you also had uh beth ditto from the gossip isn't it um and i liked her character but there's this really glamorous lady sat in the meetings who doesn't talk much and it's Oh, God, I can't remember her name. The woman from Sonic Youth, which, again, I was really surprised. When I was going through the like the actors, um, it's her, and she's just sat there in the um, in the AA meetings, sat there sort of like silently judging him. I think she tells him off at one point. Goes, oh, God, what's her name? Anyway, it's not important because it's not part of my Biowatch bin, but, yeah, they're my notable mentions.
0: Yeah, so some notable mentions from me... Uh, a couple of Paul Thomas Anderson films he's been in, so The Master. Yeah, I've seen that. Where he plays like the head of a cult, essentially, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's trying to like find out what the cults all about. Is That's, it
1: really long, that film?
0: It's not short, but it's one of those. How. This is kind of a weird way to put it, but it's quite dry. Like, there's not a lot. It's a lot of just sitting around talking. There's not a lot of stuff to sort of. To make you forget how long it is, but it is a very good, very, very well-acted film. Another film with Paul Thomas Anderson is Inherent Vice, which is completely the other way. It is fucking batshit mental. It's based on a book that many people said that was on film, he plays this weird detective guy, but he's on drugs. and It's it's meant to be like a sort of comical farce of a detective where he somehow manages to solve the crime in the end. Um, there's also another film where is it, called We Own the Night, which has got Marky Mark in it as well, where mm. they play brothers. And I think Marky Mark's a cop, and Joaquin Phoenix sort of owns a nightclub and is a bit shady. And it's sort of the relationship between them. Sort of one of those schlocky, like one watch, sort of, and you're done, but quite enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's
1: Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth, I think. Okay. She was in that film. I think that's her name. Anyway, it just popped into my head. And before. also, her's a very good film. Yes, yeah, I well. haven't seen her either. It wasn't on any of the. Uh... it must have come off
0: I'm sure that was on Netflix I thought it was as
1: well but
0: yeah that's a very good film yeah where he basically it's sort of talk about AIs and he basically Siri talks to him voiced by Scarlett Johansson which I think if anyone's Siri was voiced by Scarlett Johansson you'd listen to it a lot more Mm. although originally it was Samantha Morton who who did all of the lines and then when they were putting it together they just like it doesn't work and they recast it with Scarlett Johansson oh oh well life goes on doesn't it
1: yeah exactly
0: So that's our Buy, Watch and Bin for The Joker slash Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed that. We haven't worked out the next topic, have we?
1: No, we didn't discuss it before going on air. I mean, I didn't know, Terry, if it would be an obvious thing to do Ad Astra after this because we did have some interest in Ad Astra. Or will it be too old hat because it's out now? It will
0: be old hat, but... Obviously, the talk was just to do space films, so we could just do space films. I mean,
1: it won't be too old, Hat, because Ad Astra will have been out for two or three weeks by the time our next episode comes out. Yeah, should we do Ad Astra then? Should we talk about space? Yeah, let's We're going space. to talk about, so we decided if we did Ad Astra, we'd talk about space films, we wouldn't talk about Brad Pitt films. Yeah, space, space films, films, but
0: not alien films. So alien, predator, etc., are out. It has to be about space travel rather than aliens. Humans
1: in space. Yes. Um, have you seen Ad Astra yet? No, I have not. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to.
0: Yeah. No, it looks right up my street. It's got Tommy Lee Jones in it as well, is not it? Yeah. There's a lot coming out at the moment that I want to see, and I've got a horrible feeling I'm going to miss a lot of it. I have got The Joker booked in, but that's the only one I have so far. But, yeah.
1: I've booked in for... or um, well, my mum's booked see in for Judy.
0: Oh, yeah, there's an unlimited screen Yeah. I, it just doesn't grab me. I don't yeah. Know why I...
1: But... As the Wizard of Oz is my favourite film of all time. Yeah. Um, it. Ov- obviously, she does yeah. grab me. I still um, haven't
0: seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood either.
1: Really? No.
0: I tried to get a thing. I was going to go. I asked a load of people and no one goes out. Fine, I'll go on my own. I booked it, obviously, with Cineworld. And I was sat on the sofa and I think it was... Like an 8.45 screening, screen, so it wouldn't have started till quarter past nine. I was having to go, like, if I go to the cinema, I'm just going to sit there and fall asleep. So I might as well just sit and fall asleep on the sofa. So I did.
1: You should try and book uh, Once Upon a Time in America and Ad Astra, watch them back to back.
0: Once Upon a Time in America. That's Once a, upon a very time very in Hollywood.
1: different film. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Yeah. What, You think they're a good ensemble piece?
1: Well, no, just watch the two Brad Pitts. Did you play back the same character? Yeah. <laughs> It's like watching Alan and Jesus.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to talk about, well, I say talk about Ad Astra, we're going to talk about space films or humans in space films in the next pod. If you want to get in touch and let us know what your favourite space films are, our Instagram is Theatrical Cut Pod. On Facebook, we are Theatrical Cut, we've binned off Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I'm TerryWatchesMovies and Sonia is MalloryWatches. Um...
1: Oh, can I say something that I have watched recently? Yeah? It's really good. It's unbelievable. Oh, I know
0: you are going to bang on about
1: that. I'm not going to bang on about it, but just say people should be watch, people should watch that on Netflix. That's really, really good. Okay. It's grim. You, you I don't think you'll oh, yeah. like it. You don't think I will like it? Well, because you get all twitchy now about things happening to girls, don't you? No. Yeah, you do. I don't get
0: twitchy, but I just... I'm more emotionally affected. Oh,
1: God. Um... <laughs> your Blake's gonna cry. Um, Almost certainly. It's, oh, it's a tough watch. It's got. Um,
0: Tony Colette.
1: Yeah, it's got her in it. But it's got um, that girl from that thing. Um, <laughs> oh, God.
0: She knows, she does what that was acting.
1: What's that fucking Eyes and nose,
0: two eyes. Dolly Park,
1: Dumpling. You know the girl in Dumpling? And it was in Patty Cakes as well.
0: You're just saying words at me now.
1: Do you watch TV and films? Yeah. Listeners.
0: Dumpling?
1: The... Yeah, that was on Netflix. It's the Dolly Parton thing. Oh, you're the worst. Now I'm going to have to use the Google Dumpling phone. Dumpling and Patty Cakes? Yeah, the film Patty Cakes, which came out last year or the year before, had this girl in it as a rapper. And then...
0: Oh, right, I'm with you now. I had no fucking... I was completely lost there.
1: And then Dumpling... Oh, I can't remember the girl's name. Danielle McDonald, right? She plays one of the victims, and for whatever reason, her episode broke me. Yeah. I I, she, bad shit happens to all of those girls and all of those women in that film by the same person, but for for whatever reason, when it happened to her, I was just like, "Oh my god!" It was just so upsetting. Anyway, all very good in it, but yeah, it's worth.
0: Have you seen it, chapter two, yet? Yeah. Should we talk about that as we obviously did a clown episode more recently where it was themed around... Why didn't captivity? we watch it together? Um, <coughs> I can't remember. I think I tried... I think who did
1: I... I see it with then? Not me. I'm so confused. Did I see it? I yeah, know. I did. Who did I see it with? Which? Who did you see it with?
0: Some friends from work.
1: Oh, ditched us, did you? No.
0: You twat. It was a birthday thing. Oh, shut or... up!
1: I'm not interested.
0: <clears throat> so, what did you think of chapter two?
1: Um, I didn't like it as much as chapter one.
0: Is that you didn't like it, or just chapter one is much better?
1: I certainly didn't love it. Um, I just thought it was okay. I liked. Rich said I shouldn't say this out loud. I liked the bits with the kids in it. Um. <laughs>
0: I had to digitally de-age all of the kids because they'd grown up so much.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Bless them. Um,
0: Especially the one from Stranger Things.
1: Well, he's actually 38 in real life.
0: (laughs) No, Um, I really liked it. I I think I need another viewing of it to know whether it's... But I definitely agree with you. I think one's better. I think there's more Pennywise in the first one. I I don't
1: think I'll buy the second one.
0: I'll, I'll have to have it so that I've got both of them. My OCD will not allow that. Um, but I thought it was really good I thought like the casting of the adults was really good I thought the, the <coughs> scene where they have dinner I thought that really felt like reconnecting friends and like, the, the conversations between them all I really liked how they all reacted with each other Yeah. I think probably some of the better bits were like the flashbacks like you say to the, like, the younger kids where they're wandering around trying to remember what happened um, I think possibly one of the most brutal openings to a film I've ever seen in my life where that gay guy gets the living shit kicked out of him by the hicks. And that's worse than anything Pennywise does, I think, in either of the two films. Um, Mm. But no, I really like... I mean, it's one of those things where the ending gets a bit silly, but that's because the ending in the book gets a little bit silly, so it's hard not for it to get silly. But no, I I really enjoyed it. I think possibly on another viewing I might think better of it, but there's just two very yellow eyes staring at us from the dark abyss of outside.
1: That's the cat's back. It's not Pennywise at the back door.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, offering Offering us a balloon. I
1: don't know what would be worse. Pennywise comes in and does a shit in the litter box.
0: <laughs> Probably it's not going to smell as bad as Vince's. But no, I, I enjoyed it. So I I wouldn't go as so far as say disappointed, but I don't think it felt like three hours, considering how long it was.
1: I think it ruddy well did. Um... I watched two long films I remember now it's all coming back to me I watched it and I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood not America yeah that were both two hours 45 um I know and I just um I just didn't love it yeah it was just okay
0: Crack so there you go Vince oh has just jumped oh, at
1: me is it raining now?
0: but yeah no, I, I enjoyed it but yeah I was I had higher hopes for it Mm. But yeah, So, anything else you want to mention, Sonia? I've currently got a cat's hoop looking straight at me.
1: <laughs> you showing Terry your brown eye, are you?
0: Especially as from what <laughs> apparently came out of that not so long ago. I feel like I don't want it pointing he's at me. He's licked
1: it clean, it's fine.
0: Yeah, well, you've got the dangerous end then, haven't you, if he's licking his anus. <laughs> um,
1: what did you ask me anything something? Anything
0: else you want to talk through?
1: No, let's just um, mention the mother pod. Thank you, Dan, for editing this. So all of the fluff...
0: You've got your fucking work cut out for you this week.
1: All of the fluff that Terry and I did speak about, hopefully Dan's cut out. um, And hopefully he's deleted that... Oh, God. um, Hopefully he's deleted that huge pause in the middle where you were looking up some boring information on IMDb.
0: And when Sonia broke wind so loud, the glass shattered. That
1: didn't happen. (laughs) Um obviously follow the mother pod uh their tmt roh on everything they are indeed and they are if you check out their most recent episode they're talking about nintendo switch yeah um which i do believe they've spoken about before at some length but um yeah that's what they're talking about so if that's your bag give them a listen or give them a listen anyway
0: yeah Dan's a nice man give give them a go and
1: they're funny yeah um so yeah thanks for listening um, we'll be in touch about Ad Astra no doubt
0: we will indeed and if I remember I will put up the picture from the man who laughs that looks like the Joker maybe I'll even throw the Jafar picture yeah we definitely this, throw the concerned. Jafar picture in and the Pennywise pictures of Sonia
1: insane clown posse
0: <laughs> and a picture of Vince's massive shit um... <laughs> <laughs> look at him <laughs> Vince is now making perfect eye contact whilst licking his anus.
1: <laughs> that's my boy.
0: <laughs> uh, Terry? Mike, drop.